Welcome to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose, where we take a subversive look at all the celebrity gossip you want and some you never knew you needed. We'll take a deep dive into the hidden meanings of what's really going on in the world of pop culture, because here we contain multitudes and read between the lines. Join me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the It's Become a Whole Thing podcast with me, your host, Emily Rose. So today's episode has been highly requested, and here it is, the Justin and Haley episode, featuring, of course, uh, Selena throughout because uh, we had to. From our mouths to your ears, it's shrouded in darkness, it's a murky timeline, it's a wild ride, and there's so much to the story, but there's more than what we could possibly fit into one episode, so we tried to really get into the most salient points of just Justin's dark past. What what has made him just such a haunted person that we know today. We get into a lot of the rumors surrounding them and it's a wild ride. There are a lot of content warnings for this episode. I'm going to put them in the episode description because this is this is not child's play. <laughs> and I think it's safe to say that anything to do with child stars or former child stars is not child's play and it's it's about as crazy as it gets. And for the Patreon this week, we had a listener come forth uh, and talk about her experiences with Hillsong and then how she ended up from going from Hillsong to a church in LA that turned into a cult and how she got roped into a cult and all of their techniques uh, that they used on her. And it's it's such a fascinating story and she was so open with us in telling it. So it's a pretty incredible interview. So, that, so that's going to be up on Wednesday on the Patreon. And so without further ado, let's get into it. I'm full of tacos. I had tacos last night and I had and then I made leftovers into huevos rancheros this morning my favorite yum that's good so everything's on the up and up <laughs> yeah we gotta celebrate the small wins how are you oh god I've got nothing snatched. to talk about oh thanks I you know what I use the what did um, you do I use the tiktok filter that tells you how high to put your contour so you were gonna say you taped your face the way you were motioning <laughs> I was like you were like pointing up I was like did you like because have you seen that woman that like pulled her yes I've seen the tape lady (laughs) and I want to tape my face and yank it don't get me wrong but I tried to do it a bit with makeup today so what I don't understand is she looked dramatically different when she taped her face but I'm like wouldn't you see the tape on her face it's so invisible that like it's like a Hollywood tape like it's very very, and and she pulls it into her hairline kind of thing like she literally yanks her face into her hairline yeah we just think poking out near the eyes but maybe it's it it, well because you can grab it basically at the hairline and yank oh okay so she's kind of taping her hair a bit well she's just right on that line like right i I mean that's what that's what drag queens do oh yeah taping and snatching and yanking yeah yeah but i just figure they're taped up everywhere and in pain and like it doesn't matter that's like what they're you know yeah used to well beauty is pain baby i also used a tiktok filter to tell me that i should be starting my eyebrows closer together so i'm completely tiktok filter inspired today you look like a filter you look like a walking talking filter stop it and i got my roots done so yeah Yeah, no when you said you used a filter i was like did you like download it for 
I'm not trying to flatter you. Like it, you're looking like right and tight. Thank you. Another thing I saw on TikTok was that somebody had the ability to like slim their jaw. And yeah, well, like you just all do, these options. You just you just contour here. Even I know that. No, no, no. On <laughs> Zoom. Sorry. Someone was showing their Zoom settings and it was like slim jaw, increase eye size, all these options. And then people in the comments were like, what the fuck is this feature? And she was like, LOL, am I the only one that has this? And I was like, yeah, because I've been looking, girl. I would love to change my whole face on Zoom, but Zoom is piloting it for like one in 50 people. Just oh, I'm ready them. for it. Like we're so close to the metaverse where we're going to be our filters anyway. So let's just do it. That's what, okay. That's what Zucky says is that within the net, within three years, 80% of meetings will all be in the metaverse, but it's like, uh, most people still don't know when they're muted or not. Yeah. That's going to be a steep learning curve to be in the metaverse. I mean, Chloe Kardashian's already existing in the metaverse because her image is completely oh. digitally created. <laughs> She's not doing like a coding with Chloe <laughs> 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 or her app through her metaverse through her app. <laughs> no, she, she's, she's, uh, yeah, she's filtered herself into another, um, species, but she'll be back on TV soon. And even with those camera filters, you can see that she's, you know, a regular person. Yeah. But I mean, not regular, but like a person, a person. <laughs> like she, she makes herself she not has a, a nose. person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, she has a nose and her eyes are relatively proportional to her face. So let's talk Justin Bieber. Now this has been requested and we weren't ready to ward off the darkness. Like if I was a Catholic at this point, I would be clutching my rosaries. I'd be doing like, I, you know, be collecting like amulets, um, we don't have that necessarily, but we have mentally prepared ourselves and we're just ready to go down this dark hole. So let's do it. Our fellow Canadian, <laughs> our fellow Canadian brethren, Justin mm-hmm. Bieber and his loving wife, Haley Bieber. Yeah. Justin Bieber born in Stratford, Ontario. I'm from Pickering, Ontario. So, um, you know, all you non-Canadians, that's just a stro- stone's throw, eh? <laughs> just right around the corner there. <laughs> yeah, I used to go to Stratford with my grandparents when I was a kid because they do Shakespeare oh, yeah. outdoor Shakespeare plays and oh, like we all, grandparents we, love that. We all went to Stratford, Ontario to see Shakespeare plays. That's what it's known for everybody. That and obviously Justin Bieber playing on the steps, singing his little heart out. Yeah, so he was born there. Um his parents were teenagers. Um and his dad Jeremy was not in his life for many years. Uh, they've talked a lot about how Justin was raised by his mom and her parents in public housing. And um, I didn't realize the extent to which his dad was a real dirtbag. He's been arrested twice for assault. um, And he went on to have three more kids with two different women after he abandoned Justin as a child. Um, He's never held a job in his life and he's allegedly paid $50,000 a month by Justin as well as he bought him a $850,000 ranch for him to live in. I have a Um, question. Have you seen the Justin's YouTube documentary? I've seen a YouTube Justin documentary. The most recent one where he talks about like his problems and his like addiction. Oh no, I didn't, but I have quotes from it, but do tell. Well, it's just interesting because 
it, it, it relates to this because for a long time, like he was all about his mom and his dad. And, and even though they weren't together, like he, in his early career, he would always bring them along. And then in his YouTube documentary, like the most recent one, he really, he opened up and he basically, he didn't fully say like, I don't really get along with either of my parents now, but he, he basically hints at all their dysfunction and like realizing like, as he got older, how messed up they were. And, um, and it, it's, yeah, it is like, seems like he had a, a bit of a, a fall from grace with them. Yeah. He, he, um, he, I know he didn't talk to his mom for two years when he was at his worst. And he's, he's sort of framed that as like, he was ashamed of his behavior when he was getting charged for assault and he was facing lawsuits and was deep in his addiction. Um, but I looked through some of the quotes from Justin's mom's book. She like wrote a book about her life and his race rise to fame in 2013. I think it's very Lynn Spears of her. It's very exactly. Um, but she, she gives, did, she gives me Lynn Spears vibes in general. Totally. I've always kind of thought negatively of her because anytime a child is paying the bills for his entire family at, at age, you know, 12, 13, um, that raises a lot of red flags for me. And just that she was like putting him on YouTube and like really trying to like make him, you know, a Hollywood kid kind of thing. But I couldn't really find too much online about her being a stage mom. Like, well, there's a pretty like sanitized image of her online, I guess. Well, in the in the documentary, he he said, um, he he basically said, as he's gotten older, he realized that his parents had were too traumatized and young to raise him properly. Like, they didn't give him any of the proper tools or coping mechanisms to be a healthy individual he, and he's he he was pretty upfront without going too far into it with them like without digging too too deep into them but it was clear it was more like um someone who's been to a lot of therapy and rehab being like this is my trauma it's my parents being like 18 and messed up and having me and being you know poor and like going through you know all this sounds well, like, like abuse I'm here to air it out so yeah Patty said that's Justin's mom she said that Jeremy was in jail, county jail for fighting the day that Justin was born and that that set the tone for everything else that he often would say he was on his way to pick him up, wouldn't show up. Um, in 1997, he was convicted of assault and spent 90 days in prison. Two years later, he spent another 21 days in jail after violating his probation twice. Then in 2004, he was charged with assault again. Um, that's another case that never made it to court. Uh, oh, sorry. There is another case that never made it to court. Um, Justin also bought Jeremy a bulldog puppy, which he never trained and threw out of a second story window when it was misbehaving. Yeah. The dog survived, but then was abandoned by Jeremy and raised by some like dog trainer. Um, so here's a fucked up story that came out recently. Well, that, that already, like, just to pause there, that is a fucked up story that to me says he was probably abusive towards humans. If you're going to throw a puppy out of a window, you're probably going to be I will say probably physically abusive at some point to the people around you. Um, and there's certain things maybe that you like, they might not want to say to get like, you know, custody taken away or, you know, him put in jail or whatever, but. Well, let me tell you this. So when he was 27 years old, Jeremy Bieber went to a house party where he was harassing an 18 year old girl telling her to show him her tits and refusing to leave the house even at 5 a.m finally he was like you better get the like sorry the girl was like you have to leave it's 5 a.m i want to go to sleep 
but he was so drunk and he finally was like to the girl's boyfriend he was like you better shut your bitch up so the girl slapped him in the face on the porch and went back inside then he kicked her door down and kicked her in the face so hard that bits of her teeth went down the back of her throat and she was completely unconscious she went to the hospital and the police forced her to give a statement basically about what he did she had to eat pureed food for two months and it took 12 years for the case to go to court and the day before the case was due to go to court the girl alicia said that jeremy now 39 years old turned up at her boyfriend's work and handed him a thousand dollars in an envelope saying that she better not show up to testify and she didn't wow yeah i I actually remember when uh that trial was coming to light and it was like justin bieber's dad (laughs) like you know all the sensational headlines about it but i didn't know the ins and outs the the details of it but yeah it's horrifying like the dad was a total like abusive loser and the mom was just, I, I mean, we don't, we, we don't get too many details about her inner workings, but just sounds like she wasn't capable of well, being a good parent. Yeah, no, I'm going to get into her, but I'm not even done with this guy. So apparently Justin paid rent for an apartment that he had in Kitchener from 2011 to 2012. And when he went to move out, the landlord charged $12,000 worth of damage saying that he smashed tiles, wrecked plumbing by flushing a hairbrush down the toilet, and that there was dog shit covering and staining every surface in the house. (laughs) Well, oh God. I mean, even without knowing any of these facts about uh, Justin Bieber's dad, just from seeing a photo of him with his like crooked hat (laughs) Like you can see he's a punch a hole in the drywall kind of guy. Yeah. Like Like, they used to make fun of him on SNL way back in the day where it was like, this is Justin and his swaggy dad and his swag coach. And like, Justin was trying to be like a little mini version of his dad for the first, very first like bits of his career when he um, was getting out of that like swoopy hair, little, little boy phase. Yeah. Yeah, it's so what's so heartbreaking is that Justin continued to look up to his dad for so long and would give quotes like I have the greatest dad in the world. He's taught me how to love, learn and stay true to myself. I will forever be grateful because he was my superhero. Hashtag Batman. Yeah, well, I know. And and the thing about people like that is if you're going to be an abusive person and also sounds like a like uh, partying or addicted to whatever, like you have to be charming you cannot be a completely repugnant person because then you can't get access to like what you need. You know, you, you're, if you're also going to be someone who's never worked, you have to be able to mooch off of people. And that requires you to have something about you that people want around. And they're like, Oh, fine. Like, you know, let you back in. Yeah. Like Justin, it sounds like people near him characterize him as someone who's very easily manipulated and very forgiving and just very emotional and like always wanting to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I'm sure his dad has obviously taken advantage of him for a long time. Like classic Pisces energy. Oh, he's such a Pisces and we'll definitely like get into that. We'll get into that. But, um, and how he's incompatible with Haley, but that's a story for later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, he, he when he talks about Patty, he says, like, I was so ashamed of myself. I couldn't face her. So I didn't talk to her for two years. There was a time I was sipping lean, popping pills, doing Molly shrooms, everything. Um, yeah, I mean, he was doing a lot more than that, I think. But um, so her her story, Patty, is just really sad. Like she her sister was killed in a car crash. Her father was an abusive alcoholic who abandoned the family. She was sexually sexually abused by multiple family friends as a child and then was raped at 15. She became addicted to drugs and began selling drugs to survive, attempted suicide and became pregnant at 17. She eventually became extremely Christian and has been celibate since age 21. She is now 44 and says she is still waiting till marriage. All right. Well done. That's depressing. Yeah, I know. Like at least get yours patty like come on like you get <laughs> through so yeah like well god I'd no i think to, i know? think for someone who lives i i don't know some people it's just easier to live as a nun than then open know, that I, door yeah, yeah yeah for some people it's just easier you know just shut it all out and i hope she has a great sexual relationship with herself like maybe she's just like very in tune and is getting everything she needs in that department i hope so i'm praying for her yeah our our biggest hope and dream is that justin bieber's mom is getting fucked either by someone else uh in the future who's a loving husband or herself so <laughs> that's the that's the takeaway from this um but Some- but also maybe not i mean i don't know i i think like yeah it sounds like his mom was wounded and his dad is just not a, not a good not a good apple and and then you have justin just thrust into fame and he kind of had no hope but i'll i'll get into this more later when we talk about his later life um but from watching his documentary and a lot of his footage with Haley, it does seem like he takes after his dad a lot in a lot of different ways like yeah his dad has a kind of like more evil kevin fetterline energy and justin kind of has like um sean preston energy (laughs) Oh my God. His style is even K-Fed like washed up, but like, I guess K-Fed was kind of always washed up. He started washed up, but like, yeah, his dad very much Sean Preston. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's forever a mopey 13 year old. Yeah. Like I, I feel that those guys are really pioneering the like deadbeat dad, like fashion style. Like, a look that you recognize immediately and you know like this guy has left behind two to three families in his life <laughs> uh yeah although like i think justin's style in the last couple of years has really just been more like deadbeat stoner 20 not justin oh his jeremy dad. yeah 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 um so something that's jumped out at me was how similar selena gomez's childhood was to justin's She was also born to a 16-year-old mom and was raised by her mother and her maternal grandparents, and her mom worked three jobs to put food on the table. Her dad was not out of her life, but not the main caregiver. Um, And she was also a child star being on TV from the age of 10, uh, and her mom and stepdad were her managers for years until she fired them in 2014, and Patty was also Justin's manager at first. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, talk about a trauma bond. Those two were yeah linked like not meant to be were completely intertwined both riddled with health issues and 
definitely, in my controversial opinion, some other issues that they were covering up with their health issues. Yeah, I don't think it's drugs. controversial at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's pretty out there. Like, you know, Selena has been to rehab, what, three or four times? Justin? Well, she's been to rehab for stress. Nobody goes to rehab four times for stress. I mean, the blinds are the blinds, though, have been very much louder in the last few years is all I'm saying. I don't know, though, if we are so far gone into like into blinds and into deep gossip land that we're like, yeah, obviously they don't. Justin Bieber probably doesn't have Lyme disease. Like (laughs) I'm I'm not saying he he doesn't have Lyme disease. (laughs) (laughs) You implied it with your eyes. No, I'm not. I think they have lupus and Lyme disease, but I also think they're like heroin addicts. Can't both things be true at the same time? Yeah, they they can, but I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying that I just think it's bizarre that every star in the 90s and the 2000s went to rehab for exhaustion and now they all have Lyme disease. So I don't keep bringing up this Lyme disease part, even though I cut it out of the last episode, you will not be stopped. You're putting this on main at whatever cost to your own reputation. I'm in a chaotic mood. I want to clear, I want to clear up that I believe any civilian who says that they have any sort of illness or any sort of disease, including Lyme disease. But when I hear about every single Canadian star suddenly having it, I'm like, what? Okay. Like, sure. But or, you know, okay. Do we need to cut this out? Let's do I need to be say, stopped? Just say you don't know for sure, <laughs> but you have your suspicions. Uh, all right. I just like, uh, I'll say, uh, I'll end on this. <laughs> when Justin's been touring from a young age, when has he been running through fields? Like, when did he have time <laughs> <Gosh>. for that? <laughs> Where has he been in the high grass at any point in his life? Like. <laughs> <laughs> we pray for Justin, Avril, and Shania and their struggles with chronic Lyme. Period. And all the and all the Hadids. And all of the Hadids. <laughs> praying for them. So I've been like looking up Haley and trying to understand her. And she's quite opaque as a figure. Like, this is all I found, like about her pre-Justin life, basically. It says she grew up in suburban New York. She was homeschooled, Christian a ballerina for 12 years. Her dad is a D-list actor, obviously, Stephen Baldwin, and her mom's a model, I think. Um, she says she's never touched a drug. She's convinced of her genetic vulnerability to addiction because her father had a severe problem with cocaine. Um, and she is described by her friends as a careful, deliberate person, rational to a fault, secure, steady, and strong. Justin's friends call him soft, sensitive, all heart, ruled by emotions so intense that he is often needed to numb them with drugs or not risk them on meaningful relationships. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Haley's just a regular old girl. And after the whirlwind of, you know, this like drug fueled on and off romance with Selena, it was probably this like refreshing antidote in Justin's mind. Because one thing I will say about Haley's growing up uh, is that she was Justin Bieber obsessed. That's another thing. She was a normal girl who's obsessed with Justin Bieber and they played it off like, oh, she was so normal and she didn't care about when she met him for the first time when they were both kids. But she, all accounts say that she was a huge Justin Bieber fan. 
Yeah, here's her denying that. So they met backstage in 2009 when she was like a little kid and there's like video of this and she's like, I'm a big fan and I love your music. And he's just like, okay, takes a picture, you know, treats it just like a normal fan. Um, And she says to Vogue, I was never a super fan of him or anyone. It was never that crazed screaming thing. I didn't think about it in any kind of way, except for the fact that he was cute. Everybody had a crush on him. But for the first few years, we had a weird age gap. They didn't develop a real friendship until a few years later when Haley started attending services at Hillsong. And we'll get into that. (laughs) Um, One day, Justin walked into Hillsong and was like, hey, you got older. I was like, yeah, what's up? Over time, he became my best guy friend. I was running around with him as his homie, but we weren't hanging out romantically. (laughs) She's such a chill girl. She's such a chill fun girl. It's very Meghan Markle. I never heard of the royal family before meeting <laughs> my, meeting my future husband. But yeah, she and, she met him twice backstage. Like obviously, well, well they have footage, but she, her head is down and she's kind of like shrugging. But I'm like, she was probably just feeling aw- like an awkward 13 year old. Does anyone look confident and excited? They're either going to be hysterically crying or they're going to be like shut down. And does and and even for the the people that grew up not as pop girlies, did anyone? make it through childhood and adolescence never being a super fan that doesn't exist of anyone her saying I was never super I was never a big fan of anyone like that well and obviously she told him to his face she was a big fan and she met him twice like her dad pulled strings to get her to meet him two times like that's not something I would have my dad do if he knew Justin Bieber no but that's such a that's such a cute in my mind like I don't think a lot of what they do is cute but that is a cute thing where it's like I feel like it's such a 13 year old move to like ask to see Justin Bieber over and over. And then you meet him and you're like, I don't even, I don't care. <laughs> and like being weird and it lasting for two seconds. You just run away after that. <laughs> yeah. And in 2011, she tweeted like 10 times about how much she loved Selena and Justin together and just stuff like, I don't care what anyone says, but Justin Bieber and Selena Gomez together is the definition of a teenage dream. Hashtag word. <laughs> <laughs> word this is my scripture we'll come back to haunt me later <laughs> when selena's are sending her death threats for years <laughs> yeah i love her being like yeah we hung out together i was his homie but like it wasn't anything else like okay yeah, yeah you were his homie <laughs> that is that is one that that is one sense that i do respect and i would do the same thing because what do you say i was like weirdly obsessed and then we ended up together and i was so happy because it was fulfilling my creepy childhood fantasy no then that's going to be used in every interview against you you just say like no what i don't know like it was fine it was like we're still in similar circles like it was chill yeah totally because she hates that like the media uh narrative has been that she's just a fangirl who married him and that he treats her like shit and only wants to be with Selena. They've really been fighting that hard. And still are. And still are. Every other month she has to put out a statement. One of them does being like that time where it looked like he was yelling at me in public. That wasn't true at all. Like people love to twist video footage. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Screaming in my face. Yeah. Obviously, it was a weird angle. We've all had that happen yeah. to us. I know they were, they were like, he was just so amped up from being on stage that his adrenaline was just flowing. And he was just telling me like an animated story. Uh, like the footage speaks for itself when they're in Vegas. And he's just like pointing down at her and like screaming. 
he's screaming but it's not just that i mean if there was okay if there oh, was yeah. one, if, if it was just one time nobody would care yeah if it was a if it was one time of him yelling okay whatever but it's the many many times where they've been on live and he's been like shut your mouth woman i'm talking they weren't talking to you they were talking to me like yeah and like and she's I like i don't want to be touched and like i would have got rid of you a long time ago if you weren't so hot yeah yeah he comes off in the documentary they're trying to make it very wholesome and vulnerable but he comes off as very abusive yeah Just- i mean how could he not be after like his the things you know that he was exposed to as a as a child and uh, in the industry like yeah true like i have a little bit about his connection with scooter braun um we should we do a scooter braun episode at some point because i feel like he that is a whole ball of wax yeah we could sound off guys do you want a scooter braun episode because that is (laughs) that has layers to it (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we'll wait for your response (laughs) (laughs) so basically when he was a kid Justin was like obsessed with Michael Jackson and so he was doing talent shows and stuff and singing dancing playing piano and his mom posted a clip from a talent show when he was 12 on YouTube and Scooter Braun says he found it by accident like he stumbled across it when looking for a video of like the song he was covering or something and he said finding a stupid finding a superstar like that is like falling in love I had to find him. I reached out to him on MySpace. Justin describes him as a stalker. Um, Creepy. Scooter became his manager at age 13 and introduced Scooter to Usher. Justin Timberlake and Usher fought over signing Justin Bieber and Usher won, hired him a whole team and helped him put together his debut album, which came out when he was 15, 16 years old. Yeah, I mean, I think, (laughs) not that I'm like pro Scooter, but I do it is weird the way he said that, but I do think he's just a very persistent cutthroat businessman. And he also has as much as he's very problematic. I think he has a talent for spotting like up and coming the next up and coming thing, which is a specific talent that not many people have to that degree. So I I think he saw a moneymaker and he was like, I'm going to find this kid. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I, I just, I hate that kids are involved at all in the entertainment industry um like I don't think there should be pop stars that are 13 years old I just find it very weird I know what you mean but then by that token can there be any kids in shows and movies you know I know and sadly it is like you know movies and Hollywood is is has a horrible reputation for grooming kids and all that stuff but because because I think that about gymnasts too like in the Olympia in the Olympics I don't think there should be any gymnasts you know, and, and Olymp- like Olympians below the age of 18, but it's like the snowboarders seem like they're having fun, but the, <laughs> the ones doing their little flips looking like terrified in the eyes. I'm like, you guys aren't okay. And a lot of the kids that are stars, either in the music or film industry seem like they're not okay and, and barely make it out alive, but then yeah. some seem fine. I don't know. Yeah. And then what are we never going to make movies? Are we all going to just only have movies about adults <laughs> like obviously movies need children in them so i don't know in my ideal world i somehow block that off <laughs> but like I, a pop star like someone who's a brand and the leader of their brand and universally known by age 13 14 15 that's crazy to me i just think so, it's nuts okay so 
I agree. However, I no, I, I do agree. But then where does it end? Because then you have like the next big kind of new pop stars for the next generation are like YouTube and TikTokers and they have like hundreds of millions of fans. Like, should they like it, it's like, yeah, all, I think all of them get put through the ringer and none of them really come out. Okay. Because when you're forming your, when your brain is being formed and everyone's yelling at you and pulling you in a million different directions, I don't think you're able to really settle into yourself. Uh, but where do you draw the line then? I know. And really it's, it's up to the parents to protect kids and stuff. Um, and that's why I can't ever get the bad taste out of my mouth towards his mom, because I'm like, you encouraged him to enter the industry, to put yourself on YouTube, to sign that contract, to like start being a businessman at age, you know, 13. That's weird to me. And yeah, it's, that's the thing. That's the danger is that it's up to the parents to protect them. But how many kids tell their parents they want to be a star? They want to be on commercials. I would say probably the majority of kids say something to that effect. Like I want to be a musician. I want to be a pop star, rock star, whatever. And most parents are like, no, (laughs) or like you can be in the school play. And then occasionally you'll have parents that, you know, will be like, all right, we'll bring you to like one local commercial audition or, you know, a handful. And then it's the ones that are like, usually, um, very predatory and only see dollar signs that, you know, drive them all over the country and move their whole family for that opportunity. And so it's that plus the talent that gets them, you know, out in the spotlight, but those are the parents that should not have had kids in the first place. Yeah. And there's a fine line between supporting your kids' dreams and exploiting them. (laughs) It's a, it's a messy issue, which we don't have the answers to, but basically this is the darkest, possibly the darkest moment of this podcast um, to mention the like rumors that NT from Crazy Days and Nights has posted about like Justin and Usher over the years. Um, So content warning, Uh, this is a blind. Waiting for the foreign born former A plus list tweener, Justin, to speak out on his experiences with the one named permanent A list singer, Usher, when our foreign born singer was in his early teens. This probably would have been kept quiet, but the one named singer is talking about his own abuse at the hands of another permanent A-lister. So that's Usher being abused by Diddy when he was coming up. Um, It's a vicious cycle. End of blind. So uh, yeah, if anyone wants to know more about how pervasive child abuse is in Hollywood, you should watch an open secret documentary on YouTube. Um, Another blind says that Justin needs a lot of therapy for what he's been through. And he's getting it, but the people he is getting therapy from are people who have ulterior motives. The biggest of these motives is money. Our singer is handing money hand over fist. This is presumably related to Hillsong, AKA the culty church he was a part of until it imploded. And we'll be talking more about that on the Patreon. Um, they're saying the blind goes on to say that they think the story will come out eventually about what Justin's been through and because of his like ongoing legal troubles, including being, he's going to court for two rape allegations. And they say that this is gonna drag out his sexual history, his partners, all this information was gonna come out. Uh, That case hasn't gone to court yet, I don't think. Yeah, I, (sighs) it's tough, like at this point with how much I know about 
you know, just how many documentaries I've seen, how many people have spoken out, all the blinds, all pointing to the same thing. I just am led to believe that like pedophilia makes this whole industry go round. And like by whole industry, I mean like child stars, child, like, you know, child movie stars, pop stars. And, and I've thought a lot about it. And part of me thinks that it's like, one, there's way more pedophiles in the world than we like to admit and two that maybe there's just a place that people go to the the uh, the most corrupt place when they have all the power and all the fame in the world and they can get anything they want at their fingertips and that's like the last frontier like the last taboo yeah yeah I think that people get like people who have yes exactly people who have access to everything and it's the same with porn addicts. It's, they always like push it further and further and further yeah. and further until they're so depraved and so like out of touch with like people's feelings and being a good person. And that's why I believe, you know, some of the dark blinds about Justin's sexual behavior and yeah, 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 well, the girls that he's with hurt people, hurt people and abuse people, abuse people very often. And, and yeah. And, and I think that too, there's like, there seems to be like a ring of them supporting it. And, and we've seen some of that just through the, all, everything that's come out around the Epstein case where it's like, okay, well, all of these world leaders and all these famous people were all hanging out on the Island. And I, I, I don't think that necessarily like you, you get a certain amount deposited in your bank account and you're like, sweet, like you go right to that place. But I do think that it's sort of this inner world that you can get roped into where I imagine that for some people, like they get sort of like, maybe some of them got flown out, like in in the case of Epstein, maybe some of them got flown out to the Island and didn't know what went on, but it's like, they, they kind of probably had a way of like rolling it out and like testing out the waters and, you know, all your billionaire friends are doing it too, or your millionaire friends. Yeah. Yeah. Melinda Gates just gave a quote saying that it was a big factor in her divorce, seeing that Bill Gates was taking meetings with Jeffrey Epstein. So I was just talking about this last night with Oliver. Like we were, I was talking about how Melinda Gates just said that this week. And it's like, there's a reason why she said that. And I don't know what the reason is, but that has been known for a long time. But the fact that she spoke out about it now, there has to be something because she probably knows so much, but she's, oof, (laughs) that's something that I'm like, I guess, hopefully we're going to continue to watch unfold. If it's just Ghislaine Maxwell in this whole case that gets persecuted, I'm going to be so upset because it's like, yeah, she, she, she was a pimp, but she was pimping those girls out to someone to many mm-hmm. people and I want many. them all. Yeah. I want their heads and yeah. we, and where are they? They exactly. They should Bill be Clinton, in jail. Bill Clinton. What's good. <laughs> yeah. I said it allegedly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. And if he hears this, I don't even tell care. him I said that. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> oh my God. It feels good to have a brief moment of like, laughter before we go back like I don't know not even like I'm just like I'm like nervous and I'm sad but that's that is the whole that is the whole nature of Justin Bieber's life like all of it feels dark and heavy and sad from the moment that his first YouTube video took off yeah and actually probably before that because of the environment that he was born into 
yeah the deep trauma inside of his parents like the the trauma of growing up poor and struggling and like your mom selling drugs like goddamn like he's been through it he's really been through it uh and i feel really sad for his childhood self um are they gonna say his child like his future child because he's probably gonna have kids he's he's probably gonna have kids you're right you're right with Haley. they're all about i mean talks about it a lot i know yeah let's take a break and then come back and talk about justin and selena after these commercials okay sounds good and now we can get into the greatest love story of our time (sighs) yep you said you said the greatest love story and I pictured I had a vivid image of when Selena was performing at a concert and she had Justin with a heart written on her wrist it was like putting your fist in the air do you remember that no (laughs) I do maybe someone else out there has useless information like this stored in their brain just me sound off (laughs) (sighs) okay and now for a lighter topic um so heavily drug addicted disney stars in a forbidden tryst in a toxic relationship for like eight years but anyway um justin and selena started dating in 2010 when justin was 16 and selena was 18 they went public in 2011 they're basically just on and off and by 2014 they're broken up we're gonna link to the Haley justin selena timeline master post in the episode description so you can follow along yeah so basically the drama starts in 2014 um justin is arrested for drunk driving and accused of vandalism here's a great headline bieber was reeling from losing custody of his pet monkey (laughs) (laughs) oh god that's like richie rich you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) with his mcdonald's in his house being like it's my pet monkey I can do whatever I want (laughs) he was taken by customs in Germany never to be returned and it was at that age that he was on um SNL or maybe when he was like it was somewhere like around 15 16 and I remember Kate McKinnon saying that he has the swag of a gang leader (laughs) and I always think about that because he has he walks with that air of over overconfidence yeah absolutely and he has a full-time employed swag coach on his entourage so no that was was that that was a rumor that was no that's made. not a rumor usher felt that justin needed another influence to guide him in the industry and help develop his look and swag so they brought ryan good on board to be his road manager slash swagger coach and he's now the creative director of his clothing line true house um Which yeah boy does he ever represent true house he is <laughs> advertising the shit out of it it's always sold out and like just out of stock and out of commission but he he'll wear that every day mentioned all the time i i respect that that girl bossing yeah he's a big hoodie fan um but what i wanted to say about the entourage is that that's clearly been one of the worst influences in justin's adult like or teenage and adult life like even that video where he's in vegas yelling at Haley. one of the things that stands out is that they are absolutely surrounded by like a 20 person entourage that is clearly with them, working with them and going with them from the, uh, you know, obviously you're going to expect security and maybe like one assistant or manager, like, like all celebrities have an entourage. It's usually about four to five people 
but theirs is like 20 people. And I think that really like enabled that. Yes, exactly. That enabled his lifestyle of living alone as a teenager and smoking weed all day and just doing stupid pranks and vandalism and just thinking he was, you know, the coolest thing on earth and nobody to tell him no, you know, it's just, it's, it's really tricky. If you and I in our thirties right now, we were suddenly tomorrow launched into pop stardom. Uh, (laughs) if we had vocal and other talents and we had good management, there would be all kinds of things that we would find out that we would have to pay for that we wouldn't have known about or expected if you weren't within the industry. So there's that, but then it, it verges into like leeching, mooching territory so quickly, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like that blind that said that all of Taylor Swift's guests at her birthday party owed their full-time income to her one year. Like if you cut away all the fat, all the fat, and you just had the only, you only had employees that you really needed to be around a person who was a mega pop star. That's still a lot of people. Yeah. But the thing is your staff doesn't have to be around you. Like your, your accountant, your business manager, those don't have to be your best friends that are with you all the time and are at your birthday dinner. You can have a separation between work, but they, but they're so lonely and they have, no yeah, separation. they're very lonely. They have no one they can trust unless they're in a business contract with that person with like mutually assured destruction and mutual NDAs. It's and, sad. And it would take like, you know, what, what basically all of them need is tough love. Like anyone who seems like they have their head on their shoulders has says something to the effect of, I'm still friends with the people I was friends with from childhood. I I go back home all the time. They put me in my place. Like people, they like shoot down my ideas. That is the, I think the secret ingredient you need to not completely float away as a star, but that's, if you don't have that to begin with, or you're not able to maintain that, then you're, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. And, and Justin, he was at that extremely tender age, 12, 13, 14 when he was pulled away from everyone, isolated with just a, a swag team and started, you know, he, he, like imagine if you, the only friends you had were friends you left behind at age 12. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's, those aren't his real adult friends. Like he probably doesn't have any friends is, is the sad truth. Yeah. Yeah, except for like Jaden Smith, maybe. <laughs> I never see Justin Bieber with, with anyone. Like, it seems like him and his wife just spend a lot of time at home now. Like he liked clubbing and stuff, but. Well, and Haley, like, I don't know, maybe this is just the life of like, kind of, you know, whatever the pop version of a basketball wife is, but she, she said that she goes with him to the studio and she stays out all night with him and she's just with him for as long as you know she has to be and she's like home is wherever Justin is and wherever we're together and I'm like hey. yeah and that's that that's that fangirl energy you know yeah yeah well and she's put everything on hold also for his like medical issues you know she has to like zip him into this some kind of whatever cryogenic chamber thing that he has you know a couple times a day and she keeps what? track of all this <laughs> It, uh, it, I look, it's not like I have this documentary memorized, but I just, it did stay with me. He, he has this, like it, 
it looks like a giant body bag a little bit, but it pumps okay. like some type of air into it. I don't know. They had some explanation for how it helps with his health and he needs to spend half an hour in it like multiple times a day and Haley like zips him in. And- <laughs> <laughs> he needs someone to zip him all the way in. Like, I don't know. I'll post a photo of it because I'm not imagining this. This this does happen. But yeah, she's just, she's so dedicated and it sounds like, I mean, she's, she's very much like a mother Teresa mother figure to him yeah slash fangirl which is yeah slash assistant (laughs) yeah slash yeah recipient of his bullshit so anyways let's flash back to 2014 this is the first time Selena Gomez checks into rehab for lupus which everyone assumes is really for drugs um July 2014 this is when Bieber fights Orlando Bloom (laughs) in Spain and they got into a fist fight on camera and people think this is either over Selena Gomez who they both slept with or Miranda Kerr who they both slept with uh never confirmed um here's a headline I love Justin confirms he is back with Selena during his September 2014 legal deposition for assaulting a paparazzi (laughs) which that legal deposition was such a lull I love an indignant celebrity deposition a la Justin or Lil Wayne. What 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 are some of the highlights? Oh, he <laughs> maybe I should put a clip of this on Instagram, but he 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 he's like, I don't know, I don't remember. And they're like, Well, you don't remember like what you know that you played the show. He's like, I don't care. Like, why are you asking me that question? That's a stupid question. Like in a deposition being filmed, he's just being a teenager he's being yeah the cool guy at school who's like getting in trouble from the principal in front of all his friends he's like well I don't know like whatever is gay being here like that's his whole (laughs) energy and it's but he's being deposed and being filmed in it and it's just very similar I don't know if you've ever seen Lil Wayne's deposition but it's very similar oh but now you're you're making me realize I gotta be googling celebrity depositions more often (laughs) you're in for a treat I'll make a note of that I'll (laughs) I'll round them up (laughs) it's one of my uh, niche hobbies (laughs) Um, so December 2014 is when he starts posting a lot of pictures with Haley um that same month Selena has a meltdown about it at Taylor Swift's birthday party which is heavily documented um, so a few days after that, Justin posts a picture with Haley and captions it. People are crazy. I'm super single. And this is my good friend. You would know otherwise. Uh, a few months later in March, Haley posts a picture of them shirtless in bed. It's the morning of Justin's 21st birthday. The caption is just 21. And they were always like, oh, we're just friends. Or he'd be like, I'm not in a good place to date, but they were obviously. Dating. Yeah. He kept. He kept the girls at arm's length. Um, and, and meanwhile, he'd be posting photos of Selena, him and Selena being like crazy throwback. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's such a fuck boy. Um, he is. Yeah. Uh, late June, Haley and Justin go on a Hillsong retreat to, in Australia together. Uh, a few days after that, what, Selena. And- what year is this? This is 2015. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, July 11th, 2015, Justin and Selena are seen kissing in public and Haley tweets, the devil is working extra hard today. Um, October, 2015, Justin says the best part of his teenage years was his relationship with Selena. Um, and then the master post just details, you know, how every day he's going back and forth between Haley, Selena, Sophia Ritchie, Kourtney Kardashian, and dozens of Instagram models at this time. This is 
the same period where he's photographed naked with oh uh, Jade Pierce. Wait, I'm just sorry. I'm just putting it together that he was going back and forth. That two of them were Sophia Richie and Courtney Kardashian, and then they also later shared like Scott. Yeah, Isaac, and and their tangled web of hookups is that the Kardashians. It, it knows no bounds in how fucked up it is. This is during his purpose tour. Um, so he's he's uh, sleeping with a lot of women. And guess who his tour manager is? Who? Corey Gamble. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corey. Yeah, when it, whenever people are like, who is Corey? And what do we know about him? All we know is that he was Justin Bieber's tour manager. Yeah. Um, so Justin his has new now- swag coach. <laughs> Oh my God. Everything I know, I learned from Corey Campbell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Justin has now said that at this time he had a raging Xanax and sex addiction. Um, nobody knows if he slept with Courtney, Kylie, and Kendall. Uh, some of them. Rumored, though. To none be of them. Yeah. I believe yeah. it all. You believe all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm also. I don't just, know about Kylie. I'm impressed. Maybe this is not a good thing to say, but I'm, I find it impressive to have both a Xanax and a sex addiction at the same time. I feel like you'd be too sleepy to, <laughs> to bang out, but I don't know. I've haven't, you know, had to balance both. So I'm just, <laughs> oh, to be young. <laughs> so Kendall is good friends with Justin Bieber and she's good friends with Haley Baldwin. Um, so she's kind of credited often as being sort of their like, glue or they're like you know that she set them up in a lot of ways and kept like putting them together at different events um selena gomez is now enemies in 2015 with the jenner girls after some failed coachella pr ended with chloe dragging selena online and uh i don't know apparently selena didn't like that they were all trying to fuck justin or whatever uh this is a really messy time on twitter and instagram lots of vague tweets and unfollows and stuff like that even patty jumps in uh patty. tweeting i know you love him i know you need love but hashtag don't be a homewrecker uh no to to- nobody knows nobody <gasps> knows Maybe- patty being messy messy, <laughs> messy patty <laughs> um yeah totally so 2015 they're both dating other people selena and justin are dating many people um but by October, there's that famous video that shows Justin ser- serenading Selena with my girl inside a bar. I thought you were going to say the famous video of them buying drugs on Skid Row. Uh, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> I'm like, which direction of famous video are we going? The my so girl or the buying heroin together? <laughs> that's a little later, but um, <laughs> let's let's stay in 2016 for a moment. Um, so Justin's now dating Sophia Ritchie. She's getting bullied so bad that he has to ask his fans to stop the hate. If you guys were really fans, you wouldn't be so mean to people I like. And then messy Selena gets in the comments and says, Oh, I remember this. If you can't handle the hate, then stop posting pictures of your girlfriend, LOL. It should be special between you two only. Don't be mad at your fans. They love you and supported you before anyone ever did. And <laughs> Justin hits the that's reply. A bit like, that's a bit like her being like, you were, you're asking for it. Like, yeah, you- yeah, totally. Um, and then Justin replies, it's funny to see people who used me for attention try and point the finger this way. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so that same month, 
Selena announces that she is canceling the remainder of her tour, which was set to go until December, and is going to rehab for the second time for mental and physical health reasons, aka drugs. Um, drugs yeah. and yeah, and I I'm not saying say- she doesn't have lupus. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like when you have chronic illness and drug addiction at the same time, it's just it's always gonna be you're always gonna have to deal with both at the same time. It's always gonna be really difficult and messy. They'll always be kind of intertwined. Yeah. It's definitely not just anxiety. Cause I remember at the time that was the reason they gave was like depression and anxiety. People don't go to fucking rehab for depression. You go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist for depression, or if it's really bad, you would go to a mental hospital, but you would never ever go to rehab for that. Yeah. Like if you were really rich, you could have a psychologist come to your house every day and do therapy every day. Yeah. You wouldn't go to rehab. You could go to a retreat. You could go to a holistic mental health retreat, but you would not be going to rehab. Rehab is to get people clean from drugs. <laughs> okay. So Selena gets out of rehab December 1st. Um, and by the next month, January, 2017, she is now dating the weekend. And that's two months after he breaks up with Bella Hadid. <sighs> so the weekend, AKA Abel, I mean, he's also a drug addict. He has quite a reputation in Toronto. If anyone has stories about him, please do tell. I will. Okay. So I allegedly have stories about him and allegedly they're all lies. And allegedly I don't know what to do with them because I don't have a weekend lawyer money. So I actually wish I could talk about it. And if anyone knows how to navigate that, um, without being a millionaire, DM me because I have a lot to say and a lot of receipts. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to know. Goddamn. Tell me off camera. <laughs> I will. T- uh, I will actually. <laughs> okay, um, great. Yeah. I've got some, yeah. Some, uh, unfortunately scalding Canadian tea, but yeah, not basically not a stand up guy. Yeah. Um, so Justin straight up tells the media that he thinks this relationship is for PR um selena and abel travel together all spring he rearranges his tour dates to support her during her kidney transplant but in october after you know they've been dating for 10 months selena gets breakfast with justin and she ends up spending the whole day with him going to church with him and is spotted at his house later that night however after church but before they went back to justin's house they went to an extremely sketchy neighborhood uh skid row in la um together uh to buy drugs there is video of this and that is yeah 10 months out of rehab to me it's funny that there's still debate about whether like people have seen that tape and they're like was he buying were they buying drugs were they not i'm like what do you think they were buying like tchotchkes (laughs) what else do you think they were buying why do you think they were there and why when someone spotted them and went hey justin my boy why did they start running away yeah seriously there's there would be no reason for two celebrities to ever 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 be in that neighborhood but um the next day after that selena and abel break up and the day after that breakup she is biking and laughing with the beebs uh that same day is when Haley and sean mendez are first seen together on another PR setup. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> LOL. LOL. <laughs> Sean. <laughs> Sean seems like such a wholesome PR guy to date, you know? Yeah. Like you, I think he seems like it'd be like a nice little, 
it'd be like a nice little reprieve. Yeah, he's supportive. It's giving share, etc. Yeah, he seems nice. <laughs> yeah, another Canadian. Is he Canadian? Canadian yeah, boy. Yes. Okay. So, uh, December nineteenth, twenty seventeen, Selena's mother is hospitalized. Apparently, Selena's mom and Selena got into a heated argument about her reunion with Justin, where Selena revealed to her that they are going to couples therapy. This sent her mom spiraling because in October, she had told TMZ, Justin is a vile human and will never be accepted by us. As long as she is even speaking to him in any way, it is not only disrespectful to everyone around her, it is disrespectful to herself. Her and her mom unfollow each other on Instagram. So there's a very weird story about this in People Magazine, and it says... Selena Gomez's mother did visit the hospital, but it was not solely due to her daughter's rekindled relationship with Bieber. A source close to the family says it's been a stressful time for Mandy and she made the decision herself to go to the hospital and make sure everything was okay. This wasn't just about Justin. It's true her family doesn't approve of him, but this wasn't just about him. What? It sounds like everyone involves loves mess. Everyone follows the Marie Kondo method of loving mess. Well, where the disconnect is for me is disapproving a boyfriend hospital. (laughs) What happened in between? Mess. Lots and lots of mess. But we, of what variety? Is this like a heart attack thing? Like a stroke? Is this like, or is it like a mom being dramatic and be like, you sent me to the hospital, but it was like, she already had an appointment or something. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, because you stressed me out so much. It could be anything. (laughs) Oh my God. And then they have a a source close to Justin that says, Justin knows Selena's family is not happy about her dating him. He's known for a long time, but he is adamant that he has changed and is a better boyfriend now. He will keep trying to prove himself to her family. He is sad her mom is not doing well. Selena is very close with her mom, so it's stressful for her. He wants Selena to be happy. Okay. Okay. Um, February (laughs) (laughs) twenty. Everyone wants the best for everyone else. (laughs) End of story. And and. end of this saga february 2018 they are in couples counseling together at hillsong uh that same month justin's dad gets remarried in jamaica and selena and justin go together they are seen just just the phrase in couples therapy at hillsong considering what we now know about hillsong is so dark yeah it's cursed Um, yeah and and guys look we've said this before but like there's so much to do with what has gone on at hillsong and how Justin and Haley were involved and just all the wrongdoings, but we have to make that its own episode on the Patreon. Sorry. Sorry about it. There's only so much time and so much darkness we can handle in one day. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, so Justin and Selena are seen all over the place on dates, uh, through March, 2018. And then it all kind of goes dark. And then in September of 2018, Justin marries Haley Baldwin in a courthouse ceremony that shocks the world. <laughs> I remember telling you about this at the time. And, and I was like in this like innocent face. I was like, Justin seems like he's doing better and he's married. You're like, no, that's not real. He's not really married. He's not doing better. And I was like, no, it seems like he's cleaned up his act and he's found God. And like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just want to, okay. So he made a post about, about them getting, getting married and their Instagram caption game reminds me of a combination of like Facebook mom energy mixed with like uh, a manic like drug fueled state. <laughs> There's a lot of wild capital capitalizations. I have it here. 
where <laughs> I'll have to read only a part of it because he wrote is he wrote a lot. Um, was gonna wait a while to say anything, but word travels fast. Listen, plain and simple, Haley, I am so in love with everything about you. So committed to spending my life getting to know every single part of you, loving you patiently and kindly, L-Y of that word, capitalized. I promise to lead our family with honor and integrity, letting Jesus through his Holy Spirit guide us in everything we do and every decision we make. My heart is completely, caps, and fully yours, caps, and I will always, caps, put you first. You're the love of my life, Haley Baldwin, and I wouldn't want to spend it with anybody else. You make me so much better, and we compliment each other so well. Can't wait for the best season of life yet. It's funny because now with you, everything seems to make sense. The thing I'm most excited for is that my little brother and sister get to see another healthy, stable marriage and look for the same, five exclamation marks. God's timing really is literally perfect. And we got engaged on the seventh day of the seventh month. It is the number seven is the number of spiritual perfection. It's true. Google it in caps. Isn't that nuts? By the way, I didn't plan that anyways. My goodness does feel good to have our future secured. We're going to be better at 70, baby. Here we go. He who finds a way finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. This is your year of favor. (laughs) He actually has better at 70 tattoo uh, as a matching tattoo with himself and his favorite pastor because it's like the pastor. Uh, Judah Smith. Oh. Carl Lentz is dead. Long live yeah. Judah Smith. <laughs> well, in like, like spiritually in Justin's life dead. He's alive. Yes. He's yeah, scandalized. No, he's alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That whole crew, the whole crew of like youth pastors that Justin rolls with have uh, better at 70. That's like their, their catchphrase that they say to each other to remind each other like we'll still be friends and love christ at 70 and like life only gets better baby i mean look that that caption is like such pisces energy i can't even and <laughs> anyone who knows a pisces knows they they are not getting over their ex of 10 years and two months um not and there's now, gonna be not ever no there's gonna be a really messy overlap period as they are getting over someone while they're with someone new and like selena's song lose you to love me uh kind of covers this you know she talks about like in two months you replaced us like it was easy you made me think I deserved it in the thick of healing like I honestly don't even know how shocked like how shocked she must have been actually I do know because kind of the same she's saying about it (laughs) yeah yeah the same thing happened to you and she's saying well she was pretty explicit yeah like we don't we didn't get her like shocked reaction when she saw the news i would love footage of that you know <laughs> being like wait what mary her like, flipping over who? open the selfie cam and cry like guys i just found this out it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> well and, and and then it's interesting because then we enter into this phase of about a year or two where they're sort of they keep putting off their wedding for justin to quote receive treatment for depression and like deal with his mental health at rehab. Yeah, so after their courthouse wedding, but before their big ceremony, um, during that time, well, Selena enters rehab for the third time on October 10th, 2018. And Justin is filmed sobbing into the arms of some of his male friends uh, the day after that, um, presumably when he got the news. And him and Haley did officially postpone their wedding ceremony three times. So there are, yeah, lots of occasions of them, of Haley and Justin crying in public, um, crying, yelling, yeah. and, disp- and then telling people that things are okay. But they did take some time to have a little fun. They played a fun little prank that went over super well, um, where they posted 
an April Fool's photo of Haley at the doctor's, like implying she was pregnant and then being like, April Fool's. <laughs> and everyone's like, the fuck? Like, <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. One thing about Justin is he thinks he's funny and he's not at all. Like he has this like really immature, like pranking kind of sense of humor, except he's never, ever, ever funny. Um, but I think he has a lot of people around him that laugh anyway, you know, he's not in on the joke at all whatsoever. He has no, <laughs> like, he's just had people screaming and fawning over him for his whole life. So he's like, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool. No, he's not funny. Um, and I mean, well, you know, me, I, I don't like fun things. Um, and I certainly don't like pranks. <laughs> <laughs> so already like not going over well, but like, uh, my, my, like, why my like fiance that we have a sketchy relationship that everyone questions is pregnant being like ah, just kidding you guys is like <laughs> who thought that was a good idea I guess both of them so it's anyhow. it's giving Tom Schwartz uh posting that picture of Lala and Stassi and Katie and be like Katie where's your baby <laughs> <laughs> what you can't take a joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah just a joke about my wife who I'm going to fertility treatments with <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. actually Justin had to post the thing after people got mad about the prank he had to tweet there's always going to be people offended there's always people who don't take jokes very well I'm a prankster and it was April Fool's I didn't mean at all to be insensitive to people who can't have children <laughs> like I mean the internet does get up in arms but yeah anyway I mean I don't really get it because I don't really get any pranks I'm like why would you do that but to anyone well speaking of Justin getting defensive um March 2019 a fan comments on Instagram and their account name is Jaylee is a joke <laughs> and they, co <laughs> they commented you are not in love with Haley you only married her to get back at Selena and just <laughs> Justin fucking responds with not one single piece of punctuation in this entire paragraph so I'll try to read it as I feel he intended um you are immature wait, wait you're like you're like the canadian interpreter have you seen that woman who does like southern interpretations of of uh britney spears instagram caption you're yeah. like the you're like the ontario bro interpreter here. oh thank you um <laughs> so begins you are immature the fact that you have an account dedicated to dissing my wife and i is absolutely absurd why would i dedicate my whole life to someone in marriage to get back at my ex anyone who believes this is mean-spirited or 10 years old or younger because a logical person doesn't talk or think this way. You should be ashamed of yourself, really. I absolutely loved and love Selena. She will always hold a place in my heart, but I am head over heels in love with my wife. She is absolutely the best thing that has ever happened to me, period. The fact that you want to spend your day dedicating yourself to hate says a lot about you. And if this was some sick ploy to get my attention, you are wrong on so many levels. I've seen people say things like this and will never respond again to a message like this because I don't even like to give it my energy, but this is a reply to all immature, sick people who send Haley hurtful things like he always goes back to Selena or Selena is better for him. You have no idea my life and what is good for me. Haley is my bride, period. If you don't like that or support that, that means you don't support me. And if you don't support me, you're not a fan and not a good person. <laughs> okay, here's what I have to say about getting defensive about something like that. If you are six foot four and someone calls you short, your reaction would be to laugh. You would not be upset. You would just be like, uh, that's why we, that's wrong. Like <laughs> you would laugh it off because there's no truth to it. 
And so I understand that he's getting these comments like every day and it's annoying, but like if there was no truth to it, then you wouldn't need to snap back like that. Yeah, because on some level, him and Haley both know how silly it is to get engaged after dating for two months when he was dating someone else three months ago. Like, it just doesn't make sense. What what I think went on, and I don't think they talked about this, but they were very much in this like born again Christian. Well, I guess Haley was always kind of religious, but I feel like they both had an uptick in their religious religiosity. Uh, <laughs> as they call it. And I feel like it was some kind of Hillsong, like you have to wait, you have to be like purified and wait until marriage type of thing. Well, I think- actually he confirmed that he said that they were both being celibate and that it was a factor in his decision to propose how much they wanted to have sex. Yep. Yep. And that is why abstinence helps you make great sound decisions <laughs> because you have clarity of mind. You're not busy, you know, just... And the fact that he was in Hillsong couples counseling with Selena like mere months before he had a Hillsong engagement with Haley is just so sus. With Carl Lentz like guiding him through. And at the same time as he's doing these creepy, okay, I don't want to get too into the Hillsong of it all because we're going to do a whole episode on that, but that he was doing these creepy interviews where like he's like rubbing Carl Lentz and he's like has his arms like wrapped around him and like stroking his face like in interviews. It was yeah. just weird anyway. They had a weird relationship. The whole um, thing was weird. Yeah. Slight shade. Uh, after Selena re- releases Lose You to Love Me, minutes after the song released at midnight, Haley posted a screenshot of her story of her listening to a song called I'll Kill You. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sagittarian energy for you. <laughs> and she's like, kill you, bitch. And she's like, that is no shade. No shade, you guys. Like, she had to clear it up. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I just love this song. I'll kill you. This obscure... <laughs> song I found on Spotify yeah I thought that yeah I mean it's funny because it's like it's very much the whole thing their whole timeline of all Selena Justin and Haley's intertwined relationship it's a ninth grade vibe all of it it's like this dramatic high school like passing notes having drama being like no you guys it's all rumors you know it's just it's they're all very stunted emotionally yeah, in that same year, like uh, spring 2019 is when they had that scandal where he posted a headline to a story about him storming out of a meal with Haley and captioned it that they spelled his last name wrong. But people just zoom in on his search bar or his search history on the side and it says Selena Gomez Coachella performance outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had to, of course, come back on IG. And I feel like I was hacked. <laughs> he posted four increasingly insane comments that are worth reading in their entirety but he's it's, he's basically like it, it came up after my wife and I were watching my Coachella performance hers played right after mine because it's in the related thing okay I don't I don't glad she did Coachella too it's great <laughs> I have <laughs> blank to hide and I know didn't know it was there I didn't think twice because I still don't have to hide and then he commented again Wow, Justin learned to type. Ha ha, I hate typing on this damn iPad what I meant to say. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is it's always giving a bit of like, are you on a drug binge? Are you a mom on Facebook? Like someone needs to take your iPad away from you. <laughs> Yeah. And that's when he goes, please stop reading into things so much. These are real lives, real emotions. Go to school, read your books. People have their own fantasies. 
And you know what? And like, so mean, like he's interspersing these types of things with, he, he wrote this long, long, like 30 line cringy poem to Haley, um, that he posted on Instagram. I was going to read it out, but it's just very like, um, it's just whatever. It's, it's exactly what you could imagine from a cheesy, poorly written poem. And I mean, that basically brings us to present day where they're just uh, live, laugh, loving and having to uh, convince the world <laughs> that they are, they get along just great and that they're laughing off all of those silly rumors that Justin is always yelling at her in public on film. <laughs> yeah. And they've talked a lot about how the first year of marriage, like almost drove them to insanity because it was so hard. And Justin had to do inpatient treatment for depression once again. And yeah. And, and Haley said like for that time, she was like, also, I was just learning. I was living with someone for the first time, like, you know, just like working out roommate type of stuff. And like also all the pressure of the world and, and everything. And also everyone thinking it was insane because it was. Yeah. And Justin was like, I was working through a lot of trauma. I didn't trust her. I didn't trust anyone. Um, yeah. So they needed help and they've just said it's very hard. Um, I mean, I'm sure he didn't trust anyone um, and had, had reasons not to, but it's also a bit of projecting because he was the one <laughs> philandering around, you know, being <laughs> running around town. Yeah. And she said they had a really horrible breakup when they had dated the first time um, that they still need to like work out what went on there. Uh, yeah. And then yeah, in- there's, there's so much that we know that's dysfunctional and probably so much that we don't know. Exactly. And in September 2019, Justin posted a long, long Instagram post about his struggle as a child star. And he said, in part, I started doing pretty heavy drugs at 19 and abused all of my relationships. I became resentful, disrespectful to women and angry. I became distant to everyone who loved me and I was hiding behind a shell of a person I'd become. I felt like I could never turn it around. It's taken me years to bounce back from all of those terrible decisions, fix broken relationships and change relationship habits. And Selena said in January, 2020, it's dangerous to stay in a victim mentality and I'm not being disrespectful. I do feel I was victim to certain abuse. And the reporter asked, do you mean emotional abuse? And she said, yes. And I think it's something that I had to find a way to understand as an adult. And I had to understand the choices I was making. I don't want to spend the rest of my life talking about this, but I've found a way to walk through it with as much grace as possible. Yeah. I mean, she, she, basically outright said like Justin Bieber was abusive emotionally abusive to her but it's like you can see that from any any old live Instagram live with him and Haley yeah I mean let's hope that it truly has changed but this I is guess. like recent you know recent where like someone asks someone when so when someone asks such an innocent question like um oh, how's your health, Justin? And she's like, well, the thing is like, we're going to the doctor. And he's like, did he ask you? No, this is me. Do you think it's your illness? No, it's my illness. Like that is, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like he, he has an innate lack of respect in the way he communicates with her and with women. Yeah. Which doesn't mean like, okay, like it's not necessarily like uh, abuse but it's like that's not a respectful way whatsoever to to talk to someone and to speak to your wife <laughs> yeah to speak to your wife or anyone like it's it's a 13 year old having a tantrum 
Yeah, I mean, look, if if my coworker who was my enemy was speaking over me when someone asked me about my health, I would fucking tell them to shut the fuck up. But if my husband was doing it, it'd be really different. Yeah, and like, look, I mean, both of them have their issues. Like, there's so much that we don't even have time to cover. Like, Haley's had a long history when she was younger of posting all kinds of racist stuff when she was a teenager. And like, they both have their issues and they're like clearly like trying to work on them together um but yeah I don't know I don't really get the people that stand them and also like not I don't have like (laughs) huge qualms with Haley but I don't understand the huge number of like fans she has of like her and her style and like her as like an icon in that sense I mean, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, well, explain yourself. I mean, to me, it's like she's a she's a thin blonde woman. I guess that she has, she has good style, but like it's. I mean, I she know. yeah, she is styled. I guess is the thing. Like she she probably has some sense of like stylishness herself. Um, she was working with Styled by Maeve for a long time with more of her like streetwear looks. Um, and I thought they worked really well together. And now she's working with Carla Welsh, who's giving her more of like a actual Hollywood star look like trying to like kind of raise her her like cachet up to like A-list you know she's she wants to be seen as like a serious I don't know what is she a model like I I guess she's a model she she does a lot of campaigns she's like when when there's like those um stars that aren't really anything they're like I'm a host Yeah, that's what it says when you Google her TV presenter. I'm like, um, TV person. Yeah, like it's not even like TV personality. It's like, okay. I don't remember her presenting anything to me, but she she has like a little YouTube series, which looks incredibly boring. Sure. It's in her bathroom, right? Yeah, something like that. And like her and Kendall have like beers and like giggle. Um, haven't watched, but she looks gorgeous. I I I think she's she's just beautiful. Her bone structure, um, I'm not saying she's, I'm not saying she's homely. I just don't get putting her up on a pedestal as the style. Yeah. Icon yeah. Time. Sure. I mean, well, I don't get putting Ariana Grande up on a pedestal as a style icon. I think it's just a personal preference. Yeah. Uh, she, 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 she has the best of all world. She's cozy in her big sweaters and she's got her boots on her high heeled boots on. Okay. Let's chat astrology. So I'm going to just go over their charts and then please tell me what you think. Justin is a Pisces sun and Venus, Libra moon, Mercury and Mars and Aquarius, Scorpio rising. Nightmare of a chart. And it's very similar to mine. So I can say that. (laughs) (laughs) Literal, like you are never touching the ground. (laughs) Mess. (laughs) As someone with a lot of Libra and Pisces placements myself and Scorpio, <laughs> wouldn't wish it on anyone. <laughs> that is so funny that you relate to Justin's chart. I did not like expect that or put oh, that together. <laughs> oh, the whole time we've been talking about like um, out of balance Pisces placements. I've been thinking about my strong Pisces rising and <laughs> how I like to, <laughs> I like to dabble in the dark arts. <laughs> not currently and not like you know to any life ruining extent but like I I mean yeah and I I get squishy and I love like it's just you know it's you fall in love hard and fast that's true (sighs) yeah so he's got 
Pisces and Scorpio. And then he's got Libra and Aquarius. And so he's got no earth, no fire to balance this stuff out, just water and air. And I would say Pisces and Aquarius, like having two, two each in those signs is very disharmonious. And also, how would you not be a drug addict with that much Pisces and Aquarius placements in your chart? Both of them love to be in another world and both of them need to cope, love to cope by altering their mind. And they just are kind of in an altered state somewhat naturally. And it's also just a very, his chart is all water and air, but it's kind of the most nervous of the water and air. And I think about how Pisces and Scorpio are known for intense attachment and how Libra and Aquarius are known for detachment and Libra detachment. Well, Libra, it's like very attached and then quickly detached, but like very in it, in and out completely all over the place. Ambivalence. Ambivalent and stressed about that ambivalence. Yeah. But love's Um, love. Like it's the, you know, it's a corresponds to it's flirtatious the planet of love yeah it's it's flirtatious it's it's gravitating towards love like but just it's it's also a chart that would I would think even with the best of influences could gravitate towards the wrong side of the like wrong side of the track like the wrong you know crowd or or whatever yeah I, I yeah I think his Pisces Libra is where he gets a lot of his gullibility from but his like friends describe him as like being very oh. easily misled. Oh my God. I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh, attacked and seen and I don't especially want to relate to Justin Bieber, but that, yeah. Yeah. When you've got a lot of Libra and Pisces in your chart, like gullible is written on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, <Womp. laughs> uh, so Haley, Haley and Selena have incredibly similar charts. Um, Haley's is Sag Sun, Rising, and Mercury. Aries Moon, Libra Venus, Virgo Mars. All fire and earth. All driven and practical and grounded. And yeah, the exact opposite of him in every way. Yeah, just dysfunctional. Um, yeah, or like the way they describe it is like an essential balance is struck between the two of them. And I'm sure at its best, it is like that like he needs someone who has that like very um logical I think about her Virgo Mars um being a logical person in arguments and being able to keep it cool um Libra Venus uh matching his Libra moon you know you can see the attraction there um both of the ladies he has loved are Aries moons so I think I've got a shot if it doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's might it's probably not gonna work out. Ah, <laughs> that's the that's the, that's the sad truth. Is like, that's come on. The tea. Well, they got married sad? at like 21 or 22 or something like that. So like it probably bang, won't work out. So they got married so they could smash and had the whole world against them. And also just like aside from like, you know, the astrology or like the crazy fans or whatever any relationship that you constantly have to defend just to me isn't built to last whatever reason you have for constantly needing to defend it it there's there's a reason why the world is questioning it and maybe if they're questioning it at the beginning that could be coming from a a wrong place if you're famous but eventually it'll die down if people see like okay this seems legit but 
if, if that, that chatter keeps going and you're every month, you're like, no, we, we get along great. We have a great time together. It's like, it's, it's rough. Like it's everything we've been saying about it's the same as like, you know, the pathology of the long Instagram captions, which now I have research to back up that, you know, those couples tend to be less happy. The ones who talk about each other a ton online. But I also want to say that it can, it can be a trauma bonding experience in itself to have everyone against you. And that's why they say when your friends in an abusive relationship, you, you can't pressure them too much to leave and you can't give or you can give ultimatums for yourself, but like it can just draw them closer and more enmeshed with their abusive partner. Um, mm-hmm. If they feel that the world's against them and doesn't like want to see them together, then they're like, okay, if I choose him, I'm going to be alone in this. And then it isolates them a lot. So I'm not saying that this or, is like or, or that, you double but- or you double down to like prove to the world that it can be successful as you're working on it all the time. And you keep the abuse a secret. Like you're like, everyone's against me anyway. So now I can't even say what I'm going through because they're going to judge me and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And keep it a secret to yourself if you're busy justifying it to the world so much. Yeah. And like, and like, aside from that, that whole abuse thing, like we've seen some of the most, you know, long lasting couples in bachelor nations stay together, like probably forged by how much everyone hated them after their season. Yeah. It can, it can bond you. The Lord and Ari, the Jojo and Jordans of the world. Exactly. Um, so Selena's chart is Cancer Sun, Aries Moon, Leo, Mercury, Venus, and Rising, Mars, and Taurus. So the two ladies both have Aries moons. They both have four out of six of their big six are in the fire element. They both have Earth Mars. And the main difference is Haley's Sag Sun opposes Justin's Pisces moon, while Selena's, you know, emotional cancer sun is trying Justin's sun. So slightly selena and justin are slightly more compatible um more of that like love at first sight natural sentimental emotional attached love and then Haley's more of the like counterbalance where they can potentially learn things from each other well we we've you and i've said this before but like there's nothing like you know two water signs in a relationship or two air signs in a relationship or like just basically two similar two of the same sun signs like you for better for worse like you may not be functional but you get each other yeah and pisces and sagittarius like it's not just about sun sign but those are not compatible in my view and it's not like an opposites attract kind of thing it's just like mm -mm, doesn't gel Hmm. yeah that could be the case um yeah I, i was trying to find out like what are these people really like like through the blinds of like people meeting them and like I couldn't really figure much out. Well, there's been some like TikToks being like, Haley's rude. And I, I just don't think they have contact with the outside world. Yeah, I think they're pretty insulated from that. But it seems like they hang out either with very famous people, you know, or alone or at home. Like they, they just, they all seem incredibly lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a dark note to end on, but what positive note could we possibly end I know on? Like, it's it's not like, like a pleasant well, story who here loved the song baby like <laughs> you know but um like there's no there's no happy ending to this like I, we know we can sign off with like that you know we're not wishing ill on anyone and maybe they are truly happy and they're working towards that happiness and uh if so god bless them if they are yeah great then I will eat my hat <laughs> yeah but I'd be happy to like I only yeah. want the I only want the best for everyone, but I don't even know what that could be like for someone like Justin who seems so far gone. Yeah. 
Well, when we go to Hillsong later, we'll say a prayer for him. (laughs) (laughs) We sure will. (laughs) Well, on that note, this wasn't too depressing for you guys. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, give this, uh, five hill songs out of five, um, (laughs) (laughs) and leave us a review and, uh, follow me on Instagram and TikTok. It's become a whole thing. Follow Sammy at, uh, Sammy whole thing on Instagram and that's it. We made it. We made it to 101 followers, baby. Yeah, baby. fucking triple digits we did it joe um all right bye guys bye